Welcome to the Microgreens Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Jonah Krokmalden. Together, we'll explore the art of turning tiny seeds into a thriving microgreens empire, sharing insights, coveted secrets, and strategic wisdom from building one of Canada's largest microgreens farms. Stay tuned for thought-provoking conversations with leading figures in the world of microgreens. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about crop selection and a system you can use to determine what crops to grow for your business and which crops would be less desirable to grow. This system is super, super easy to use and stick around until the end as we'll be giving away our Microgreens crop rating system for free. This episode is a great episode for beginners and experts alike to make sound business decisions for your farm. So let's get right into it. All right, so there are hundreds of microgreen varieties that you can grow as a home gardener or to sell as a business. These include brassicas like kale, broccoli, and cabbage, mustard greens like mizuna, Tokyo bacana, and scarlet frills, and there's hundreds of varieties of just mustards alone. Uh, for radishes, there's daikon, red rambo, china rose, and many, many more. There's categories like shoots, like pea shoots, sunflower shoots, corn shoots, you have herbs like basil, cilantro, dill, fennel, celery, and you have colorful crops like beets and amaranth that are more used for uh, the color rather than the flavor. And then there's a whole long list of really unique crops like carrot, onion, garlic, chives, sorrel, lemon balm, and the list could go on. I could spend the whole episode on just listing off different microgreens varieties. That's how much variety there is. But I want to focus on the factors to consider when choosing which crops to grow for your business. Given that there's so many, it's really important to narrow down your crop list to the ones that make the most sense to grow from a business perspective. So in my opinion, I think there are four main factors that determine if a crop should be grown for commercial production. Now, if you're growing as a gardener, then you can grow any of these crops because it really just comes down to it's a hobby, what you enjoy. But for running a business, you want to focus on these four factors to determine if a crop should be grown for commercial production. These four factors are number one, most importantly, market demand. If no one wants the crop, then the rest won't matter. So it's really important that there is demand for the microgreen variety you want to grow. And this will differ depending on your region, but consulting for microgreens farms for many years, I've been able to witness some very common trends, uh, no matter what region of the world you live in. Uh, the second factor to consider is speed of growth. Some crops like red vein sorrel can take upwards of a month to grow. And then on the other hand, some crops are super fast to grow in one week or less like radish and sunflower. Speed of growth is important because it will determine how many crop cycles you can have in your dedicated growth space. So if a crop takes one week to grow, then you get 52 harvests a year. If it takes two weeks to grow, you get 26 harvests per year. If it takes three weeks to grow, you get about 17 per year. And if it takes four weeks to grow, you only get 12 harvests per year. So just from seeing this simple math, having one week crops is much more advantageous as you get four times the amount of harvest than a four week crop. The next factor is the yield per tray. So this is how much output you're getting per tray combined with the speed of growth will largely determine the profitability of each crop. And of course, since we're running a business and maximizing our livelihood growing these crops, you want to maximize the yield per tray for each variety you grow. And lastly, we have ease of growth. 
So questions to ask to determine if a crop is easy to grow would be, how much time does it take to perfect a growing recipe for that variety? How much variability do you have from tray to tray or week to week with that specific crop, whether that's in yield or quality? And is the crop prone to disease or is it resistance to disease and pests? You'll want to focus your energy on the easier to grow crops that you actually can perfect a growing recipe for. Some crops are notoriously difficult to grow or perfect, including beets and red vein sorrel, whereas some are almost bulletproof, even for absolute beginners like radish or pea shoots. We've excluded price from this list, which may shock some people, as all microgreens are sold at a very high price point, you know, relative to lettuce or, you know, carrots or any other sort of uh, commercial crop that you'd grow. And generally speaking, the unit size will change based on the price point. So it's not a super relevant factor, in my opinion, to consider specifically with microgreens. Now, with these four factors, market demand, speed of growth, yield per tray, and ease of growth, you'll want to pick crops that have the highest total combination of these four traits. So let's keep things simple. We'll rate each of the four factors from one to five, one being the least desirable and five being the most desirable. I'll go through a few examples, but you can find a full breakdown of the 20 crops in each category in our microgreens crop rating system. So let's go through a couple examples. A crop like pea shoots has a fairly high market demand, but it isn't the most desirable crop. So we're gonna give it a four to five for market demand. Pea shoots are grown from seed to harvest in 10 days, three days in germination and seven days under lights. So you get 52 crops per year. So for speed of growth, this is definitely a five out of five. There's any crop that is seven days under lights is automatically a five out of five because you, you literally can't grow a crop faster than that unless you're growing something like sprouts, um, which is a whole different category. But for microgreens, it is definitely a five out of five. For yield per tray, pea shoots are definitely the number one microgreen for this by far. It's insane. Pea shoot yields between 600 and 800 grams per tray. Uh, which makes pea shoots an easy five out of five for yield per tray. If you can, if you have market demand for pea shoots, if you can grow your whole farm as pea shoots, you're going to have like a, a lean, green, profitable farming machine. So I always recommend for people to, as much as they can, to sell as many pea shoots and crops like that, um, like sunflower and the other crops that are really at the top of this, this list, uh, because it's really going to increase your profitability of your farm significantly. And lastly, for ease of growth, pea shoots are definitely a very beginner friendly crop. They're very disease resistant. There's really minimal changes from seed lots that I've experienced over the last 10 years. And they provide consistent and reliable yields, which is really important. This makes pea shoots an easy five out of five for ease of growth. So if we add these four numbers up, we get 19 out of 20, almost a perfect score. I recommend everyone who grow microgreens to grow pea shoots for this reason. So as you can see with this evaluation tool, it makes it a lot easier to see what crops you can grow. So now keep in mind, there is some subjectiveness in this evaluation process. For example, if you live in an area where a crop like basil can be grown year round outdoors, there may be less demand for basil microgreens than a region where basil can't be grown year round outdoors. But the numbers provided are a great starting point, especially if you are new to growing microgreens or haven't grown specific varieties out of the 20 crops listed in the crop rating system that we have available for you today.
So let's break down one more crop. Let's pick cilantro. So for cilantro, market demand is very high. It's commonly used in many types of cuisine like Mexican, Indian, and Southeast Asian cuisines. And it is one of the most popular herbs in North America, period. Market demand for cilantro is easily five out of five. For speed of growth, cilantro is generally a two-week crop, sometimes a little bit more, which provides 26 harvests per year. As long as it's uh, at 14 days under light or less, it would be considered a two-week crop. So you're getting right off the bat 26 harvests per year instead of um, 52 for pea shoots, which means you have about half the amount of product to sell. Uh, and that's assuming that yields would be the same as pea shoots, which they're not even close. It's a middle of the road crop in terms of speed of growth. So cilantro is a three to five for speed of growth because of the two week crop cycle. Next, in terms of yield, you can expect somewhere between 100 to 150 grams of high quality cilantro microgreens per tray. Of course, if you cut the stems really, really long, you can probably increase it beyond that. But my focus is um, teaching people how to have really high quality microgreens. So that would be the, the range you would get in terms of yield. So this is definitely on the lower end compared to crops like sunflower or pea or radish. So I'd give cilantro a two out of five for a yield per tray. Now, keep in mind, cilantro has a higher price point than those other crops. Uh, but I found that the higher price point doesn't really even come close to making up for the lower yields. And that's just something to consider with these crops that have lower yields. And lastly, we have ease of growth. So cilantro is a crop that a lot of growers struggle with, but there definitely is a formula you can follow to get fairly consistent results. This includes things like using super soil, making sure you have really high quality seeds. So you're buying from a place like Johnny's or high mowing, and, and, and then obviously having a, a, a good, consistent growing environment, managing disease with uh, disinfecting protocols. Those will all allow you to have a fairly consistent results with what most people consider a difficult crop like cilantro. So seed generally isn't a huge issue with cilantro, but germination can be finicky, which can lead to inconsistent yields. So obviously I always recommend getting high quality seeds, like I just said, but overall cilantro is a three to five for ease of growth. So if you add these four categories up, we'll have 13 out of 20. And as you can see from evaluating these two crops, it would, it would just make more sense to grow pea shoots rather than cilantro if you have the choice. So um, if you have the market demand, then pea shoots will be much more profitable and much more enticing uh, to grow for business purposes than a crop like cilantro. Now, this is really, really important. You want to keep in mind that that doesn't mean you shouldn't grow cilantro. It's just that it's not as profitable, as efficient, or easy to grow as pea shoots. But there's lots of reasons to grow crops that scored lower. For example, you may find chefs that will pay a high premium for these products. This can potentially make up for the lower harvest per, per year, uh, difficulty in growing, or the yields per tray. As an example, if a chef wants cilantro and they're willing to pay for a living tray or a premium price for a cut product, then it may still be a great idea to grow it and sell it. Also, if you're selling in retail, you'll likely want to distinguish yourself from your competitors. And a great way to do that is to grow a high demand product that no one else is growing in your area. Sometimes this is called a lost leader in the industry, but because microgreens are so profitable, I don't think that name is, is the best fit, but the point is to offer something valuable, even if it isn't the most profitable to get those new customers to come in. And once you're in those retail stores and have established a relationship, you can offer uh, the full lineup of your products, which include the more profitable products like pea shoots and sunflower and radish, et cetera. 
So if you want to access our microgreens crop rank system with 20 evaluated crops for absolutely free, go to www.microgreensconsulting.com slash free growing guide, where you can download it completely free. I hope this tool helps you in your microgreens journey, whether you are a beginner or have been growing for many years. I know this framework helped me decide which crops to grow, which to focus on more in my expansion phases of my business, and which to simply say no to when a customer asks for them. If you're interested in learning how to start your own microgreens business at home with just six square feet of space, feel free to watch a completely free webinar at jonah.freedomfarmers.com. Thousands of people have started their own microgreens business with this information, and I hope it helps you as well. Again, it's jonah.freedomfarmers.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Microgreens Mastery Podcast. To access a wealth of insights, just click the subscribe button, stay notified about each new episode, and enjoy all of this wisdom for free. If you're ready to supercharge your Microgreens business, visit microgreensconsulting.com for a gold mine of guides and resources. We've transformed thousands of Microgreens businesses, and you're invited to join the success story. Let's stay connected. Follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok at Microgreens Consulting for exclusive content and expert tips and wisdom. If you found this episode insightful, please leave us a review, spread the word, and let's share Microgreens magic with the world. Until next time, let curiosity fuel your growth and may happiness be your harvest. Happy growing, everyone.